We all wish we had superpowers. We all wish we could do more than we can do. Stan Lee. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I would love the ability to take superpowers away from one person and give them to another. Just to like be the superpower storage facility. I think that would be a lot of fun because then I could choose who I'm giving power to. Interesting. I have always wanted a telekinesis type power. Yes. Um, and or ice powers. Ice powers. Huh? Ice powers. Yes. Water, ice kind of thing. I'm very much a water person, mm. but I also think it would be really fun to just shoot a spike of ice out of my hand. <laughs> the villain in the fantasy series I just finished writing has water ice powers and she does that. There's one moment where she's just seething, watching with fury as something is happening in front of her. And she's like creating this icicle and like melting the outside and creating it at the same time. And it's a lot of fun. That would be awesome. So we've already talked about magic. What's the difference between superpowers and magic? I would say it's a lot of the limitations. If I am a magic user, I can summon an object to me with this spell, or I can make someone fall in love with me with this spell, but spell ingredients or needing to have the right incantation or whatever the limitations are for that particular magic system. Superpowers are almost limited by one ability, but you can use them pretty much as much as you want to a certain extent. There's really no limit to how much Superman can be shot by a bullet. Yeah. The only limit to how many bullets he can be hit by are if one of those bullets is kryptonite. When you are creating a superpower, generally you want your superpower to do one thing. You want to be able to convince people by talking to them. We've talked before about magic being a fantasy fulfillment. I kind of think superpowers behave the same way. But my superpower is to heal people by touch. I'm not going to also have the ability to levitate because that's a completely different superpower. But if I have the ability to push stuff across the room, I might have the ability to levitate because I'm moving something by will alone and it's in the similar family of superpowers. So when you're talking about superpowers that fit into a category... One really good example of this is Jean Grey from the X-Men. She has basically three main abilities, telekinesis, astral projection, and telepathy. All are very mind-based abilities. Yes. I think the Scarlet Witch is aptly named because she has several different abilities and it's more of a magic than a superpower. Exactly. To me, why you should only have a character with a superpower that basically does one thing or one small vein of things is because the more they can do, the more boring they are. Absolutely. I, I've said this before, Superman. Superman is so boring. <laughs> I don't like Superman. He's boring because he can take all the hits. He can't get hurt. He has super strength and can shoot lasers and can fly as fast as a bullet. When it's applied, it's not fun. So when you're coming up with a superpower, think of something that you really wish you could do. One law in science you really wish you could break. Break the law of gravity. One ability 
that you wish you could have, and that's generally a good place to start for a superpower. If rapid hair growth is going to be your character's superpower, then there might be a thief because, oh, it was a bald man that robbed the bank. This guy has a full head of hair and a beard. It can't be this guy. Rapid hair growth is a super lame superpower, but it would be fun. You could do stuff with it for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing when it comes to superpowers, a theme that you will find a lot in books is that the superpower, the ability corrupts. Yes. And you will find that with good guys and bad guys, you'll see your characters start to slip down this path and have to make the decision to still be a good guy. You'll see that man versus self story often in superhero comics. This is the same reason that most of my fantasy writing ends up being dark fantasy because when you start giving people power, they become villains. Almost never does my main character have a superpower. So if you look at a lot of your Marvel, a lot of your DC The reason the person is bad is because they suddenly got this ability and because of something that happened in their past, that ability is driving them toward destruction. You're going to see some of this power corrupts mentality from the governments a lot. As people with superpowers emerge, the government's going to try to regulate that. You saw that in Civil War. You see that in X-Men. You see that in The Incredibles where Mr. Incredible has to become an insurance agent because he has to keep his power in secret because the government sees superpowers as a threat. I also really like this idea that power corrupts because it can give depth to your good guys. One of Brandon Sanderson's young adult novels is Steelheart. The abilities that these people have are what corrupts them to be evil. Like it is an actual corrupting power. And you have a couple of the protagonists on this team that have these abilities that have to fight every day against this power that is driving them toward trying to become all powerful and in control of everything. And a lot of bad guys actually start off wanting to do something good. Going back to Marvel, Ultron has a good goal. And I think that's a fun concept for a bad guy. I think Gandalf was very wise when he said, I would use this ring from a desire to do good, but through me, it would wield a power too great and terrible to imagine. Having this power for any one person is a bad idea. That's kind of the idea of a good trope that it's not new, but it's something that you can use in your book to give it depth, to give your characters depth, is this idea that power corrupts. Another thing that you should be considering when you're creating your powers, when you're giving characters abilities, is the good guy versus the bad guy. Yes. Something you should ask yourself as you're creating this world, creating these characters, does your good guys need superpowers? It's much more interesting to have a random person fighting some all-powerful being. That's why when you see Lex Luthor versus Superman, I'm kind of inclined to root for Lex Luthor because he's just a normal guy who's using his wits, his power, and he doesn't have a superpower. It's why I'm a huge fan of Hawkeye and Black Widow because they are just very skilled at what they do. They don't have superpowers, but they're fighting along people with superpowers. One of my favorite quotes from Stan Lee 
is the person who would win a fight is the person that the scriptwriter wants to win. These are fictitious characters, so stop asking boneheaded questions. It's such a great idea because people are like, oh, who would win in a fight? Batman versus Superman. Whoever the author wants to win. Yep. (laughs) They're pretty equally matched. It just depends on what the story needs. And so you can give your good guy fewer abilities. You can give them the disadvantage because it creates a more interesting story. Make them the underdog. If they're not the underdog, you have a Mary Sue. And when you see, especially a lot of these young adult dystopian, this character is super powerful. That's nice, but they still have to be the underdog. The bad guy has to be even more powerful, which is why I actually do that a lot with age. I will make a character intellectually smart, wise, experienced in the world, but make them older so they're less capable than this young buck who's going to go and destroy the world. Sometimes you will have your superpower define your character. So your person who can create force fields is a protector by nature. Sometimes they should be opposite. So the person who is very good at destroying things just wants to make the world a better place. That's a much more interesting superpower for that character to have. That's not to say that you shouldn't have characters where the superpower reflects the character, but those aren't going to be your main characters. They're just not as interesting. It's very fun for me to read a character who has some kind of conflict with their abilities, who has some kind of moral debate over what they can do. You have Captain America, who is very much do the right thing, be the right person, who has this super strength ability that makes him really adept at killing people. Same with Batman. He's a trained killer, but doesn't want to kill people. So it's this idea, those things create interesting characters and interesting character development for you to work with through your story. That kind of wraps it up for superpowers specifically. Next episode, we're going to get a little bit more into the weaknesses aspect, which will apply to both superpowers and magic and just general character weaknesses and why that's important for your characters. And it is very important. So until then, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 